Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Casey's offers a wide selection of plants, landscaping materials, home and garden decor, and gifts for every occasion. Casey's is committed to providing exceptional service, a unique shopping experience, and value to every customer. Stop in and see what makes Casey's so unique. Located at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, or call 812-537-3800. Let Casey's help you add beauty to your home. Welcome to Strong Dads. Kyle, how are you this morning? I am great, Merle. I'm so good. I'm excited to be here. We, ha- we, we have an exciting it. day for, for two reasons I can think of why today is an exciting What's that? It's not my birthday. It is What's not your on? birthday. So today uh, <clears throat> it, we're, we are starting our mini uh, summer series. So you guys out there, we still haven't come up with a really good name for this series. So in the comment sec- section Stories on YouTube. Stories with Jesus. Stories with Jesus. We're, <laughs> we're going to be tackling a bunch of the parables uh, all through scripture. So that, that's going to be uh, you know kind of a, the, the beginning. Today is the beginning of that that series and then the other reason why is today marks our 200th Oh, episode yeah. of Strong mm-hmm. Dads, and we still mm-hmm. haven't figured out how to hit the record button. Um, <laughs> this is now our second time going through this, so this is good today. So uh, I woke up this morning, and Jenny had a nice little picture of us, and, and it was framed out and said, you know, happy 200th episode. And she, that Jenny, she, she's on top of it. She is. She knows you You have a, uh, a peanut M&M addiction, so she gave thank you a little you, Jenny. fun size. Thanks, so there thanks you go. for feeding my addiction. I <laughs> I will enjoy it, but I won't. Yeah. All I right, think cool. Linda, I think get, get, I think Linda said you were going to say, run from me, Satan, but then just go ahead and eat them. Yeah, anyways. I'll probably eat them. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be gone before lunch, I can tell you that. Yeah, so. Yeah, so that's cool. And, um, you know, 200 shows. And so, I, you know, not to brag on ourselves, but the idea that we feel um, <laughs> that having these kind of conversations and keeping it real is important. And so, yeah. you know, we've, we've made a mission out of trying to talk to men. Uh, we tried to spend a little bit of time, maybe bringing a problem up and a lot of bit of time addressing how we get through the problem. Yep. And so that's a big deal for us. And we want to continue to be able to do that. So, uh, let's keep on going with 200 more. Let's keep it rolling. I like so. it. Yep. So, so yeah, as I said, we're going to try and tackle, uh, you know, uh, a bunch of the parables all through scripture for, for the summertime. So, um, you know, the, the, the cool thing with, with, with the parables is is how awesome, um, you know, when when we look at the parables through scripture, as we're going to get into these, um, just how, how awesome it is to, to see Jesus speaking to the people that he was speaking to, that he, he spoke in parables and and it was very relative to them. It it gave them a sense that they could really grab a hold of what he was trying to, you know, what he was actually trying to teach and and really it, it meant something to them because you know we, we you know the, the idea like if you were talking to to, to farmers you're talking to fishermen you're talking to builders he would use parables things that were relatable to them that they could really grab a hold of and understand to really kind of really gravitate to what he was teaching yeah i mean i think it's really the actually it speaks to he was the master teacher right and a parable is the idea of you're, you're going to use metaphors to associate you i'm going to associate something that right. you don't know to something that you do know so that you can bridge the gap and go, oh yeah, now that makes sense to me. And so Jesus was the master of that. I will say that one of my criticisms sometimes of different types of teaching in our churches is that um, parable or uh, metaphorical teaching has to 
that does change with the culture. Mm. The word doesn't change. So hear me out. I'm not saying that the word changes, but how you get somebody to understand should. And so like even hymns or contemporary verses, old time music or whatever, like Jesus says, I don't care. He says, you go after people and teach them with how they can learn. Right. And so I think that that's, that's why our culture um, has to be addressed with what's current. I've oftentimes joked about like, if I ever go into a church and they're playing strictly hip hop uh, <laughs> rap type music, uh, I'll be done, you know? <laughs> and, but again, like there's a place for that. There's yeah. a place where, hey, if we have a part of a group uh, of of young kids or whatever, and man, that's the language that they're speaking, then Jesus would say, crank it up, dude. Yeah. Let's go and yeah. use that language so that we can teach the actual lessons inside. And that's what parables do. So we're going to get into talking the parables. What we've done is <clears throat> we've, we've picked just <clears throat> several different parables. And we'll use, we're going to kind of read through those and explain them and just, you know, let it be a takeaway. Yeah, talk about them and <clears throat> say which ones we don't like because uh, right. they, they kind of convict us and kick us in the butt. But uh, I, I think it'll be a good little series again. Help us come up with a good name for it. So, um, again, like we always do, we want to thank our sponsors before we get started. So thanks so much for Quality Automart and Casey Outdoor Solutions for coming alongside of us. Really do appreciate both of them. Um, continues to allow us to put out shows like this and uh, been an awesome supporter for us. So check both of those places out and let them know we sent you up there. All right. Very cool. So let's um, let's just get right into it. Today we are doing uh, primarily, this is out of Matthew, uh, Matthew 7, 24 through 27. And um, I'm going to be reading just the NIV version, the New International Version. And the name of this parable is The Wise and Foolish Builders. Okay. So, how about I'll read it first and then we'll let's break it down. Okay. I like it. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Mm. Okay, so that's a story, and in this case, Jesus is talking about building, Mm -hmm. okay? And he's talking about essentially building... Um, a house on sand and a house on rock. All right, take it away. What do you think about that? You know, the the the, the cool thing is is as as you know as we're you're reading this, I'm starting to think just like it doesn't denote or doesn't doesn't say that the houses look different from the outside. Right. Right. All, bo- both 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 mm. houses look the same. Right. They they were they were a house. But it, it is the foundational piece that really comes into play, right? And this is the one I think it's really cool because, man, it just speaks a lot about you, you're not going to know where your foundation's set until, as it talks about, the storms come, right? So those mm. storms come and they beat down the rain and the floods. <clears throat> like when the storms happen in your life, that's when you're really going to get a picture of what your foundation is because... Again, sometimes where your foundation, because the houses look the same, you're not really going to test what your foundation is made of until the storms do come. Mm-hmm. And and I think it just speaks a lot to uh, you know my life and, and our lives as men that it's just like man, it's it, because in here it doesn't say if the storms come, 
Right. It, it's very clear the storms are going to come. come. When the yeah. storms come, they're going to they're going to be here. So it's just like, you know, us as men, this idea that we can put up this facade, we can make <clears throat> ourselves look just like every other man out there. We do the comparison game really, really well that my house looks better than yours, you know, try to have the American dream, right? The <clears throat> white picket fence out front, you know, the, the the two or three cars, the truck in the driveway, right? We we do this thing naturally as men. We we I think men naturally want to have the appearance that we have it all together, right? But then when the storms do come, that's when the foundational piece really can kind of kick us in the rear if yeah. we're not ready for yeah. it, you know. And, and I think it goes to the point that this should be something because, again, we know the storms are going to come. Put your foundation to the test because when the stor storms do come, see where your foundation is truly at. Because, again, if you're putting your foundation on, on, on the sandy soil, like you're, you're going to find out real, real quick that your, your house, although it looks really nice, is not. Yeah. Well, this is the parable that we named rock solid families from. Yep. Exactly. Rock solid families. And the idea of um the it is the reason why we're doing this show first is because really everything follows from this. Mm. It's a foundational show as well. Right. And and so we have to have an understanding of what our foundation is built on. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's kind of interesting because um what it's built on, the difference is um, is it built on my way or is it built on God's way? Mm. Right. And, um, you know, when you build a foundation, you know, you build stuff, I build stuff. When you get to a certain size of building, you have to get permits. Mm. You have to get architectural drawings. You have to get stamps of approval. And the reason for that is because things have been tested before, yeah. right? For engineering integrity and angles and design and weight capacities, these things have been tested and they come up and they, they pass the measure, okay? Mm. And so then they get stamped and you can use them that way, all right? And so the idea here is you've got to remember who the builder of life is, yeah. right? The, the architect of life. The architect of life here is God and it's not us. Um, you know, I remember several tree houses that I built as a kid, <laughs> right. none of them passed inspection because <laughs> there wasn't such a thing, right. you know, and none of them are standing today. Right. Yep. And so the idea, like, if it just feels good, throw another nail in it, this ought to work. This should get us through is not sufficient yeah. when you're trying to build life. Yep. Yeah, so true, and, and I just, I think the idea of the the rock solid foundation that the, the 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 foundation being built, you know, on on biblical principles on on Jesus, like, man, I, I just know just what you know. I I built my shop not too long ago, and it's like if if at your foundation is off a little bit, by the time you get up to the roof, it's going to be off by yep. you know almost feet at that point, right? And I think it just goes to the, the idea that that your foundation needs to be that level. It needs to be something that's not shakable, something that that when the storms do come, you're not going to see the effects of an uneven foundation or, or a weak foundation up in the roof. Yeah, yeah. L let me just um, highlight a specific example of how we have built on sand mm. in our culture at large, yeah, okay? Yeah. Um, the definition of marriage... The definition mm. of marriage. Marriage was actually something that came to be through God's word. It was actually brought up first in Genesis 2, 21 through 24. And it just talks about the idea of uh, this is where the man, he falls asleep. Uh, one of his ribs is taken out. A woman is formed. Okay. And then it talks about the idea of the man um, uh, said, his now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh shall, she shall be called woman mm. and she shall 
be taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and a mother and is united with his wife, and they become one flesh. And so this is by God's design. <clears throat> and so when you talk about the idea of altering marriage, whether it's man to man, woman to woman, whether it's talking about whether we can even say there are man and women, okay, guys, you are messing with the architect here. Mm. You're messing with the architect and you're starting to move it the way you want to move it because it seems to feel good within the culture. And you can see the fallout that we get from that. We get yeah. a lot of confusion, right? And confusion leads to things like depression and anxiety and lots of bad stuff. And so just that's a very small example of how man has tried to say, you know what, let's just move this over here and we'll, we'll, we'll make it work with our way versus God's way. Yep. And I think that's where, especially us as men, that's that's where our arrogance comes in. That's where mm-hmm. we, we get cocky and think that we 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 know best, right? Our foundation, I, I, I know I know what's gonna happen when the storms come with my foundation. So for, you know, forget about this Jesus guy. I'm in control. I'm the driver, right? Then I think, you know, just speaking to men here, because I know this is this is a huge flaw of mine. I think I know best and I don't need Jesus to speak into my life right, in certain right. parts. And it's just like, man, the the the, the, the scripture, this parable really just speaks into that that it's like hold on a second because again the storms are going to come and it's just like where's your foundation really at yeah all right so let's wrap it up that's first parable the wise and foolish builder yep let's stop being arrogant architects and builders let's start being um, able to to go through the apprenticeship to Mm -hmm. learn well and to be trained up to know what the right way is and whether whether we like it or not there were many times when the building inspector came out to my house (laughs) and started to give me the red flag versus the green flag where i wasn't particularly happy at the end of the day guess who had to make the changes (laughs) Okay. And and that's just part of like, you got to humble yourself. So um, hopefully the wise and foolish builder is something you can go back and read and understand how are you applying that into your life? Good deal. Yeah. We're excited about this series. Uh, Stick with us as we, as we go through uh, some, a few more parables throughout this summer. So thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for our sponsors and uh, go out there and meet some strong dads. Strong Dads wants to thank Quality Auto Mart for joining us as a sponsor. Quality Auto Mart was born in 1985. They are owned and operated by Mark and Nancy Repke. Quality Auto Mart provides all the services, repairs, and maintenance for your vehicle's needs with a three-year auto part and labor warranty. They offer complimentary vehicle safety inspection and estimates. Also, they offer a shuttle service and the fourth oil change is always on them. They are located at 7307 on State Road 46 in Batesville, Indiana. Make sure you give them a call at 812-934-2301.